0: Welcome to Getting Real About Baxter, the podcast where I talk to several experts about the various lakes, streams, and ponds in Baxter State Park and the fish that live in them. I'm your host, Sylvia Hart, with Friends at Baxter State Park, and in today's episode, I talk to regional fisheries biologist Kevin Dunham, who's been in the department for nine years now. We talk about what it's like to be a biologist day to day and how they serve the park. You are actually the first person I've talked to that's not retired. <laughs> um, so can you tell me about yourself?
1: Uh, my name is Kevin Dunham. I am a regional fishery supervisor in Enfield, Maine. For the Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife, I was born and raised in Bangor, Maine. Went to school all through the Bangor school system. Went to uh, college at University of Maine, Orono. I was fortunate enough to get a bunch of contract positions while I was in school, uh, working for grad students, and I also worked here in Enfield uh, one summer many years ago while I was in school, and I was able to get on with the Atlantic Salmon Commission right out of school as a contract worker, and then uh, for a year, and then after that I got on full time with them, and then I. That job got uh, eliminated, and I was able to come to Inland Fisheries and Wildlife.
0: How long have you been working with IFNW?
1: I've been working with IFNW since 2012. Prior to that, in 20, uh, 2001, I began with uh, the State and Salmon Commission and Marine Resources.
0: Mm-hmm. What does your daily job look like here?
1: Boy, it varies quite a bit from season to season. Uh, During the, in January, during the winter time, we're generally out on the lakes uh, doing creel surveys, talking to anglers, Mm -hmm. checking their catch, uh, trying to get age growth information on cold water species, mostly salmon, lake trout, brook trout, uh, lake whitefish. And then we transfer that over into Uh, In the springtime, we began stocking, fish marking and stocking. We do that for about a month on various waters. We assist the hatchery uh, with boat stocking. Generally, we like to put the salmon out into uh, deeper water as as well as the lake trout. Um, And then we get into pond surveys where we get our, it's pretty much our bread and butter on getting population estimates and uh, population age growth information on brook trout. We do a lot of trout waters, uh, day sets on gill nets. We'll get a lot of good information on that. And we'll do overnight sets on cold water ponds for salmon and lake trout. Um, And then in the fall, we're trap netting. We're generally looking at the salmon growth which in turn tells us how good the smelt populations are in, in the salmon waters. Uh, with trap netting, it's, it's it's great because we can get a hold of um, spawning fish, and they're they're live captured, so we can release them. Uh, generally, we they're held for a day or two in, in a live car in the lake, and we until we check them, work them up, and get a length weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're into the winter and back to creel surveys. In between, <laughs> there's plenty of paperwork and data, data entry and data manipulation.
0: Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite part about being a uh, fisheries biologist?
1: I would have to say the, the best part is just being outside all the time, uh, the majority of the time. Uh, it's great to be able to work outdoors even in bad weather, it, it it seems like the worse the weather is, the the, <laughs> the the better it is to be out. It's kind of weird, but yeah, um, yeah it's just being outdoors, enjoying enjoying the outside, and and uh, handling a lot of fish.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's a project you're doing in Baxter right now?
1: Oh boy, in Baxter, we we had been collecting. Gametes of the Hunk strain brook trout,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and taking that to the hatchery, and raising the offspring, and stock and using those that strain that hunk strain to stalk a few waters in the park. There are seven seven waters in the park that we stock with brook trout, uh, but that project is ending, and we generally go into the park. We try to get in there two weeks during the summer, usually a week in July and a week in August, Mm -hmm. and survey some ponds uh, with our gill net surveys. There are, what, 85 waters in the park, I believe, and we try to cycle through on a five-year basis uh, and get information from each water, but it's been a while since we've been to some of the waters. Yeah but most of the waters we're able to get to uh, you know, with, within that five-year cycle. So it, it takes a while, but you know, like I said, we try to dedicate two weeks to, to working in the park uh, to try to get as many done as we can in a year.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that there are whitefish in Webster Lake. And um, I was just wondering, I heard something about a whitefish project. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on with that?
1: I I don't know for sure because that's not run out of this office, Um, but I believe they're looking at the recruitment of whitefish, Mm -hmm. uh, the reproductive success, and the population status as a whole, whether it's stable or declining, and they're trying to get numbers, uh, collect certain numbers from each whitefish water in the state and, and try to see if there's any trends seeing if you know and they're basing they're also using background information of other species in that water to see how much competition there is from certain species from others fish species as far as i know (laughs) there are are other people that yeah that that are working that project
0: Mm -hmm. um so i read a survey of the basin ponds and that was done way back and it said it was a fishless but now I understand there are fish in it, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, that is probably a better question for some of the historical, <laughs> probably some of the retired people that you may have spoken with already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I believe there was an instance of maybe a park ranger moving some fish at one point. Mm-hmm. I believe. is is
0: Are, are the fish still like alive and thriving? yeah yeah they're,
1: they're doing well uh, they aren't the growth rate isn't high because not many people fish mm-hmm. in the basins but they are I mean the water is super cold and it's it's a really good population of trout
0: nice. um, why is it important for these fishless well, this one's fishless pond, but the rest of the fishless ponds to stay fishless. And also why do we need to keep other species out of fish-filled ponds?
1: <coughs> why is it important to remain fishless? Yeah. I don't know if it's important. I mean it's it's unique. Yeah. And there may be particular Water quality issues: Why they are fishless? Mm-hmm. Whether they're too calcareous or too the pH is too high or too low. Um, generally, it's not a water temperature issue, especially in Baxter Park. Those waters are nice and cold. Yeah. Um, but they are unique, and it's it's just an it's a good study site, study scenario or monitoring scenario for other. Other aquatic organisms mm-hmm. and other aquatic species to see how they interact or don't interact without, without fish in the system. Yeah. Which is not something that we in fisheries monitor, but I, I think wildlife, w- the wildlife society side would be more interested in, in something like that. Yeah. And what was the second part of the question? Um,
0: why is it important to not illegally introduce other species into ponds with, with fish currently in them?
1: Uh, competition mostly uh, is the number one reason. It, it's not uh, uh, very conducive to the the native assemblage. It, other species, uh, you know, will will compete for prey, compete for uh, space, and it's just upsets the the. Balance of equilibrium that's been established with with the native species and, mm-hmm. and and what's what that pond can support.
0: Um, how is climate change currently affecting the fisheries across the across what you have seen?
1: Uh, I, it's hard to tell from the data that we collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't we don't analyze it for climate change, but just in general many of our waters the pH is changing somewhat over time the temperatures have changed a little bit over time most of them are getting a little bit warmer and following that the oxygen level tends to change with the warmer the water is the, the lower the oxygen but don't know if we could tie it to climate change more than likely it is yeah we don't collect I guess data on such a level that we could we could do that Mm -hmm. or track it that way but I think it has had an effect yeah I'm guessing
0: yeah Um, and my final question for you is if you had um, recommendations you could make to a student looking to work in the outdoors what recommendations would you give them what advice
1: observe as much as you can in the outdoors when you're outdoors Um, and uh, as much as I hate to say it uh, really pay attention in statistics classes (laughs) if you take them and you will take them if you're in fisheries for sure Um, and it's a big help uh, computers do a lot of the work now but uh, it's great to have a background in, in statistics mm-hmm. and know which which test to, to apply to certain scenarios which st- statistical test to apply in, in analysis um, but yeah just observe a lot be a, whenever you're outdoors uh, you know just realize what certain animals are doing or certain fishes are doing um, and how it all... You know the streams, how they uh, interact with with the lakes, inlets, outlets, tributaries. Uh, it's all it's all connected, and
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: all important to pay attention to, um, and observe. Like I said, I think the the most you can the best thing you can do is observe, and really pay attention. Uh, I assume and, assuming people are out fishing, you know that that are going to get into going to want to get into fisheries, or out on the water at least, and 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 that's. That's a big thing.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Certainly. For this episode, I'd like to thank Friends of Baxter State Park, Millinocket Memorial Library, and Kevin Denham for your time and patience. Thank you. <laughs>